welcome to Clydesdale Media, fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at c4energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. We are trying to interview as many of the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinalists as we can to get to know them before they hit the floor in May. And we have with us none other than C.J. Gerald. What's going on, C.J.? Not a lot. How are you doing? Good. So last we spoke, I believe, was right after Event 4 at the Granite Games last year. Uh, we did a quick little interview because you had killed that um, You killed that event. So uh, I'm guessing a lot has transpired since then. Last year you were with Mayhem. Yep. I think... I think you're a hard person to um, research. You, you don't leave a big footprint on the internet. Um, I believe you're with Underdogs now. Uh, yeah, actually, and I'm wearing wearing that shirt right now. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so um, super awesome. Uh, actually, one observant listener has said, uh, "My man has the fan on super high." So your ceiling fan is really humming back there, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little a little toasty here in Phoenix right now. It's getting, I think we're hitting triple digits today, or that are pretty close. So, yeah, I think we're finally above fifty or sixty. Um, so I think we're in the in the seventies now. Nice. Yeah, my parents are in Indiana, so they're they're not too far from you. Yeah. So. Uh, if I can ask why the, why the switch from mayhem athlete to underdogs? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd followed mayhem for probably like a year and a half, maybe two years. And it was great. Um, no complaints about it. Um, it was just, uh, I was just kind of window shopping for, for other, uh, other programs just cause as Mayhem's kind of notorious for, they have a very long list of, uh, they're training for each day. And just with my work schedule, I wasn't able to get all of it done all the time like I'd wanted. And uh, and then I did a did like a trial of underdogs for a while. And um, I really liked it. And then something that really drew me in with them is uh, they actually do weekly calls with, with the athletes. Um, whereas uh, Mayhem doesn't do that. But uh, just having the interaction with uh, – Justin, Justin Kotler and Kiefer Lamy. Um, that was just a really big draw. And um, so you're not just totally going in completely blind on the, on the template program. You're getting some interaction with the coaches as well. So that was probably the biggest draw for me. So last year you, you talked to Kat in our, in our semifinal series and you were telling her that you didn't have a coach back then. So do you consider uh, Justin and Kiefer to be your coaches now or are you still coachless? Uh, I mean, technically, I'm coachless because I'm—I don't really—I'm just following their template program. But I still look at them, look at both Kiefer and Justin as being my coaches because I do interact with them on a weekly basis. 
So, so I'd say kind of half and half, <laughs> half and half to your answer. Uh, any of that uh, ramp up going into semifinals? Is there a plan for them or a camp or anything like that to kind of get more interaction with them? Uh, so I don't believe we're doing it doing a camp but it's they've told me many times that it's an open door policy if whenever i want to go up there and and train for a weekend uh, i'm more than welcome and i actually went up for quarterfinals and did quarterfinals with them this year and it was an awesome experience so uh just trying to work out my schedule so i can make it at least one one more trip up there before semis so how far is that from arizona to vegas uh not too far i think it's like four and a half maybe four and a half hours maybe huh. five so not too bad of a drive yeah just through the desert though right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it sounds like a, an old america song riding through the desert on a horse with no name yeah right <laughs> yeah um well i you know i've gotten to know justin over the years and Kiefer as well they're just they're just good dudes man and like um and nothing against the mayhem programming, but they just, they're so um, interactive with their athletes. They care so much um, and they put 110% into everything. Have you noticed that as you switched up there with them? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, when, uh, when I was talking about my switch uh, again, no, no hate towards mayhem. I love mayhem. Um, but yeah, like just seeing the, uh, the passion that, Justin Kiever have for the sport in general. And then just the, all the effort they put in and they try to provide the greatest possible value to their athletes. Um, it's just super awesome to see. And I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah. So you said you went up there for quarters. You got to work out with the crew up there. Uh, did you have anybody like be your rabbit? Uh, did you go in heats with other athletes? How did that work? Uh, not necessarily any rabbits per se. Uh, uh, yeah, I usually, uh, depending on how the heats played out, I did a few of them with uh, Mitch McClune and uh, Leo Franco is actually uh, dropping in with us there too because he lives up in the Vegas area. Uh, so I did a few of them with him as well. And then, uh, yeah, I got to throw it down with Ali Scuds and Kyra Milligan too. And uh, pretty much the whole crew. So yeah, it was a, it was a really fun weekend. Yeah. Mitch, Mitch is one of my favorite people on the planet. Love that guy. Yeah. Mitch is a good dude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you, you've done that switch. Um, I also watched back the interview you did with Kat last year. She gave you a really hard time about your social media presence. <laughs> yep. Yep. She did. She uh, really I, did too hard about that. <laughs> So, and I've got to, I've got to say not a big change. Yeah. I, I've honestly, I'm not, I've not been a huge social media guy ever. Um, I've yeah, I know I've, I get a hard time that I need to work on that. And, uh, yeah, you guys aren't wrong. <laughs> I'm trying. It's, it's a slow, slow process though. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's ask you a trivia question. All right. Let's How hear. many posts does your, does your Instagram channel have? Oh gosh. Maybe 10, no more than 15. 11. All right. <laughs> you have, you have 11 posts on your Instagram page and I've got to say, I'm flattered. 
the interview I did with you after event four at the Granite Games is one of them. Heck yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I was flattered um, to be interviewed so, by you, so <laughs> definitely gonna throw that up there. Yeah, so that that made me feel good. I ma- I made the cut, and apparently that's a, it's a tough cut to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very uh, very tough vetting process for sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, I also saw that uh, you just recently won a rogue event. Yeah, yeah, one of those uh, one of the rogue challenges. Yeah, the triple something. Yeah, th- I think it's actually just called the triple. If I if I remember the triple. Correctly. Okay. Yeah. So I watched the video and I still didn't know what exactly you were supposed to do. <laughs> can you, can you um, explain it to us? Yes. Yeah, so for this challenge, it was just um, max reps. Um, you get a one minute window for doing strict press with the kettlebell on one arm. And then you rest two minutes and then you do um, one minute max reps of strict pull-ups and then you rest two minutes again. And then uh, you have one minute of max reps of pistols on one leg. And you got 72 reps? Uh, 71, 71. 71, okay. Yeah. I gave you credit for one more. I, yeah, I, I appreciate I, it. <laughs> yeah. I thought you deserved it. <laughs> so what's it like to to win an event like that? Does that give you confidence going into semifinals, give you a little juice? Um, what's that do for you? Uh, I wouldn't say it really gives me a whole lot of juice for semis, but I mean, it's definitely, uh, it was definitely a very nice surprise. I kind of, I just see those challenges come across every now and then. I'm like, Oh, I think I can do halfway decent at that. So gave it a go and, uh, yeah, got, got the win. And, uh, I was, I've been joking that rogue is, a uh, kind of quote unquote sponsoring my, my trip to semis now with, with the prize money. So nice little travel. Yeah, so it's a, so it's a it's a it's a cash prize to win one of those. Uh, yeah, I think for this one it was uh, twenty five hundred, and then uh, a set of kettlebells as well. So nice. I knew they did the equipment thing. Um, because uh, I'm friends with Nick Johnston, and his wife is Taylor Williamson. Okay. And I think the first year she was trying to win it, like so she entered every one of them, and she won so many pieces of equipment they ran out of space in their garage. <laughs> It's a nice problem to have. I know. I know. <laughs> they need to open up their own gym, but then now they're, what, he's CEO of Proven now, so he doesn't need <laughs> doesn't even need to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But a nice set of kettlebells, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just, I was just more, more pumped about the, uh, about the prize money, getting a little paying for my semi trip. So yeah, I was, I'm pumped. Yeah. So, um, have you ever been to Pasadena or? Uh, I've been to the LA area. I've never been to Pasadena itself though. Uh, I went to, I went to LA last year for quarterfinals. Uh, met up with a buddy out there, uh, Dennis Samsonov and I did the quarterfinals. Okay. With him, so. Yeah. I think you're the first athlete I've talked to in the last couple of days. That's actually been to California. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I seem to be going along the Mississippi until today. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> and most of them had never ever been uh, to uh, to California, and I've never been to California. This will be my first trip. Oh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I mean, I've like I said, I've not really explored the LA area at all, but uh, my sister lived out in uh, San, or 
Oceanside, just outside San Diego for a couple of years. So I went, made a few trips visiting her, but not too much in the LA area. So. Well, I don't know what's going on upstairs. My dog has lost his mind, but I understand that you, do you still have three dogs? Oh yeah. Yep. Still got my mini zoo. Okay. And to remind the audience, uh, what kind of dogs you have? I've got two border collie mixes and a little beagle. Okay. So we had a border collie, had her for 13 years. Uh, and she passed away maybe four years ago. And now we have something my, uh, my daughter picked out, which is, uh, his, his name is Walter and he's part (laughs) Chihuahua, part Yorkie. Oh, very cute. Very cute. (laughs) Um, and, but he looks like a mini Rottweiler. Oh, cool. Cool. So, so black and brown, um, coloring and he thinks he's tough, but he's, he's all of 20 pounds. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so what do you like to do with your dogs? Do you, do you guys have dog parks there? Is it too hot for the dogs? How do you, how do you enjoy them? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just going on, going on daily walks really. And, um, we try to take them to to a dog park close-ish by at least once a week, get them, get the, get the border collies, especially running. Um, yeah, they're, uh, whenever they're not running at the dog park, uh, they're, they're just lazy bums. So they're, I'm honestly surprised they're not going crazy because got some work going on outside. So kind of pleasantly surprised they're not going crazy in the windows right now. <laughs> yeah. Our border collie, um, we would put her out back on a leash and when the, my daughter was young, she would try to herd them, but she had the leash on and like, she would lasso them around the ankles as, as going around and around. And it's so cool that, that dogs just instinctively herd. Yeah. Yeah. One of my border collies that he, if I'm not like walking fast enough, he'll try and like herd me and get behind me and try and bring him up to his speed. But yeah, it's, it's funny how, how that just sticks with them. So now you're getting ready for semis. What do the next few weeks look like for you? Uh, just lots and lots of training. Uh, luckily today's a rest day. So I'm just, I'm being a bum myself today, which I am definitely all for because had a tough weekend of training, but, uh, yeah, just train a bunch, try and eat a lot of food, rest, recover and repeat, try and work on those weaknesses for sure. So what would you say are the few things that you needed to work on in this off season, uh, to get better and have you been tested in any of those leading up to this point? Yeah. So I'd say handstand walking is definitely, uh, one of my glaring ones because that was by far my, my worst finish last year, uh, semis. And I mean, I actually took dead last on it, but, uh, <laughs> uh, so I've been working a lot on that and, um, I got tested on that in January. I went to the fittest experience and, um, doing okay on it. Uh, got a couple tough, no reps on it, which it is what it is that happens, but I feel like it's overall getting better and better. So, uh, then other than that, just kind of anything with shoulder mobility, my, my shoulders don't like to, they don't like to go back very far. So get, been trying to do a lot of stretching and mobility work on those and yeah, just same thing, different day working on, working on those weaknesses. It's because those biceps are so big, man. <laughs> I, I wish that was the reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
need to cool down on the curls. <laughs> um, so you've worked on that. Um, what is the one movement you want to see at semifinals that you know you can smash out of the park? Mm. It's kind of between a couple of them. I like, I like to see like a uh, a one rep max deadlift would be really fun. I think I don't think we'll see that, but uh, if I could get that or a heavy power clean or power snatch, I'm all for either of those. So you want to lift some weight? Yeah, I love lift. Love lifting big weights, especially especially power. <laughs> Squats yeah. fun too, but power is just a lot more fun. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I talked to Anthony Davis earlier today, and uh, that's a strong guy. Yeah, we were talking about how how far the sport has come in such a short amount of time. You know, mm -hmm. when you're in it and you're kind of consumed by it, you think it's been around a long time, but really it's in its infancy. And we were like, if the, if you dropped Anthony Davis into 2009 at the CrossFit Games, they would have thought he was an alien. Oh, absolutely. You just mop the floor with everybody. <laughs> right, right. And, and not even like sweat in the effort to oh, get yeah. there. Yeah, he yeah, he's like he probably is like 75 or 80% could just win every event. Dude's crazy. Yeah. And so it's amazing how how far we've come in such in such a few short years. Yeah, I yeah, I could not agree more. It's crazy how how much this is blowing up. Yeah. And he's going to be at your semifinal, so Yes, he is. Uh so that those heavy snatches and cleaning jerks. <laughs> you know. Hey Sam, my, my he he may get the win, but I I think I could still play place up there along, pretty close to him. Yeah, and so I was looking at your numbers like over the last few few years, and you have you've like steadily gotten better, um, with your open numbers, uh, and your quarterfinal quarterfinal numbers. You know, from twenty twenty one, you were two hundred twenty fourth in in North America at quarters, up to sixty fourth. Now you're up to 38th in North American West. So solidly in the semifinal picture. Um, what What's a realistic goal for you this year? Uh, I definitely think I can definitely, definitely top half for sure. And then I'd like to try and push for top 20, top 15. Um, I realize that I'm, I'm not really uh, – of the caliber quite yet to be shooting for a game spot. But uh, I think I can definitely break that top 20 and kind of give those, give the top guys a good push. And that would be a successful season for you. And then you just come back next year and try to improve on that number as well. Yeah, absolutely. Just little by little, just baby steps in the right direction. That's my, my thing. So now that you have all the money to pay for Pasadena, uh, who, who do you get to take with you now? Uh, so my girlfriend is coming along with me and my parents as, as well. So we're all getting, uh, an Airbnb over there. And I think we're bringing the pups too. I think we got a pet friendly. Oh, one, wow. So dogs are making the trip too. <laughs> and, uh, and so that, that's pretty cool. Who's getting the coaches pass? Uh, Good question. I'm not entirely sure about that yet. I've got a, I've got someone else who's who's on the fence. He was my coach. He came as my coach last year. Uh, his name's Luke Garver. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, he's from back in Indiana. So um, 
not entirely sure if he's going to be able to make the trip or not yet, but uh, if he is, he'll he'll definitely get my coach's pass. If not, uh, it'll probably go to my dad. So w- what's more important to you with your coach? Strategic advice or just keeping you loose? Oh, just keeping me loose for sure. Do you like to talk backstage or do you want to just stay in your own mind? Uh, in the past, I definitely would have, I definitely just stay in my own mind because I'm, I've been kind of more of a quiet, quiet guy my whole life. But uh, I've been going going through the list of everyone who's going to be there, and I actually know of a, I know a lot more people now. Just meeting people at uh, random competitions or uh, training, like going up to Vegas. I know a lot of that crew now, and so I think I'll I think I'll be a little little chattier this year than I have been in the past. Do you think that's good for you? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think just, uh, I mean, as long, as long as, uh, keeping it under control and not just like, just talking all the way up to when you're supposed to be warming up and whatnot, but I think it can help be a good, uh, stress, stress relief between events too. Sorry, I'm fighting, uh, the early season allergies. No, no worries. Every, everybody in my neighborhood got to mow today for the first time. And so they all did it on the same day. Oh man. Um, and so we actually have some volunteers for you. One is uh Corey. Uh, I think he said, if CJ needs a coach, I know a guy whose initials are also CJ. And I think he's talking about himself. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> and this is your, this is your hype speech. Don't sell yourself short, man. Aim small, miss small. Fair. Uh, fair point. I'll, yeah. Touche Corey. Um, and then this is an athlete I just did a documentary on, uh, Jamie Latimer. At least I'm not the only one. And it's because she she sells herself a little bit short too. Uh, uh, but I, I became her hype man for the weekend. And now she's going to semifinals or the master's division. Awesome. So awesome. Good for her. Congratulations. So uh yeah, lots of people in your corner, CJ. Um, I know that the underdogs crew will take care of you. They're all going to be there um, helping you out this this time. So take advantage of that and have a blast, my friend. And we'll see you in Pasadena. Sure will. Thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate it. Yeah. And for the listeners out there, thank you so much for jumping on. We'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast.